Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host with the most Andy Goldstein. When I say most, I mean most amount of links. Four pages of links that uh, producer Tom has asked me to get through. Oh my goodness, lucky I'm not getting paid by the word. No, unlucky I'm not getting paid by the word. Otherwise, even these words now I'll be getting paid for, which I'm not. So let's go straight to the first link. Otherwise, I'm just using wasted words. And we begin with Darren Bent and Ali McCoyce on The Breakfast Show with the amazing Laurel Woods discussing Maurizio Pochettino and whether or not the Argentinian manager is world-class. Not surprisingly, Darren Bent, an Arsenal fan, doesn't think Mopo is world-class. When I look at elite managers that are out there, I look at people like, obviously, Klopp, Guardiola, even Ancelotti from what he's done. I can't put Pochettino in that bracket. I not, not yet I know he's been at Spurs I mean he's not won anything at Spurs but to put him elevate him all of a sudden because he got a team to a Champions League final and a couple of, was it a League Cup final you said mm. there that's not world level management for me I think he's good but I just don't think he's in that bracket Ali what do you think? No I agree with Darren actually <clears throat> there's a level below it there's you know you talk about greatness levels of greatness the top people in any sport no matter what it is win things that's what they do Mourinho's a winner. Mourinho's world class, definitely. Guardiola, Klopp, obviously, League Championship, Champions League. These guys, you get judged by what you do and what you, how the trophy room uh, looks at the end of the, uh, the cabinet, looks at the end of the end of the season, and that's the that's the correct way to do it. Obviously, as a coach or a manager, you can also be judged by development of teams and development of players. And in that respect, he's, I think he's been excellent, really excellent, Pochettino. But you've got to go to the next level, and you've got to start winning titles, you've got to start winning cups, you've got to start winning. You know, you know I know he got to the Champions League final, you know, and I think he will go on to win things. I definitely do. Llorente flick round the corner. Oh, Lucas Moura. He's done it! He has done it! He's won it! Lucas Moore has got a hat-trick! Tottenham have done it with the last kick of the game! It is the most extraordinary climax you can ever wish to see! Tottenham are in the final! I mean, I'd put Brendan Rodgers ahead of him. I think Brendan Rodgers as a coach and a manager is absolutely superb. Absolutely. Sometimes, though, can you be a top manager by being given top players? So if you go into a job that is already top class... If you go into a Real Madrid, for example, and you've got those players at your disposal, world-class players, they make you look good, don't they? There is that. I understand that. But on the flip side, and I always go back to it, refer back to it, Ranieri at Leicester. He took a Leicester team that had no right, really, to win the Premier League, yeah. and they went on to win the league. Arteta has gone in at Arsenal, not even that long. It's not even been a year yet, has it? And look what he's done there. He's identified the players that he's got. Defensively, we've not been great. He's completely changed that completely around. Gone in there, won an FA Cup, won a Community Shield, you know, beat some of the biggest teams out there. Mm. So he's managed to find a way of getting it done. So basically, by saying that Maurizio Pochettino needs to win things, does that mean that Ranieri is a better coach than him because he's won something? He's more successful. 
100%. Is he a better coach then? As a, as a coach, maybe probably not. As in developing players and making them better. Arguably, you, you, you employ managers to win your trophies. And obviously, they employed Ranieri to win them a trophy. And he ended up winning the biggest one in this country. Now, Adrian Durham and Darren Goff also discussed Poch over on Drive. And Aid believes that the Argentinian isn't amongst the world's best. I don't think he is. He belongs at one of those elite clubs. I still think he has to earn that. So I think, just for example, and, and in Premier League terms, if he if he wanted to stay in the Premier League, he was talking about how much he loves being in England. How much you know he's not closing the door on going abroad, but he, he clearly loves being in England. His son is is at Spurs uh, in the youth team there, so that's a consideration as well, I would think. But I don't think if Liverpool had a vacancy, I don't think they'd go for Poch. I think if Man City needed a manager, I don't think they'd go for Pochettino. But I do think, I mean, they're the two elite clubs in the Premier League right now I'm talking about. Manchester United, if they needed a new manager, probably would go for Pochettino. Now here's the former Scotland striker Ali McCoist and the ex-Ireland frontman Tony Cascarino on breakfast. They both expressed their fears of developing dementia in light of Sir Bobby Charlton's recent diagnosis and the death of Nobby Styles. Cas spoke first about why he feels he's high risk. Do I think I'm going to get it? I hope not. Would I get insured? Absolutely no chance of me, you know. And it's an ageing disease that what I'm getting frustrated with is a lot of people say, well, Barbara Windsor doesn't head the ball and she's had the horrible disease that it is. And many others. Bobby Charlton wasn't a header of the ball. The link is that it's far more likely is a concern of mine because I really think it's real. Now you're going into an era of legal. And with legal, you're talking about players having to even do the things of wavering their, their rights because football has to to wake up to this. The pandemic could stop this procedure during the course of this year. I automatically think, oh, back in the day, it's just a big heavy ball with the laces. That's what I thought. Clearly, wrongly, that, you know, the pace of the ball is, is a big thing as well. Clearly, I, a lot of my headers, you know, would be coming off fast balls rather than the old ball with the laces. Now, I understand that uh, age doesn't come, you know, without a cost. And at the same time, my my own memory it does worry me my short term memory is really poor because I, I can be thinking about something and go somewhere else then for actually forget what I'm doing and it's it does worry me actually I've got to say to you that worries me I don't know whether that's just a factor of me getting old or whatever it's probably a combination a couple of things Now after PFA Chief Exec Gordon Taylor hit back at criticism over the union's approach to dementia in football Jim White and Simon Jordan spoke to campaigner Dawn Astle. She was scathing over Taylor's position. We know it's, it's a problem for football, but he was representing my dad. His responsibility should never, ever have been put on the shoulders of my family, a family that should have been grieving. But we had to because they weren't doing enough. So I lost all faith in the PFA's ability to protect its members. My dad died. There could be thousands of others out there like him. But the PFA, the union meant to support them, the union whose entire existence is about player welfare, in my opinion, has completely failed in its duty to at least try and find out why this is happening. We didn't set out to do this to get pats on the back and recognition. We did this because we had to, because it mattered, because my dad's life and death mattered. Other footballers matter. They were cornered into doing it. They were shamed into doing it. It would never have been done if we hadn't have kicked off when we did. And I said, this massive responsibility, as I said, should never have been on our shoulders. It was difficult enough when, it, when you're fighting for your own dad. 
But now we have so many families relying on us. You know, we've become, through no fault of our own, the voice for all these families and all these players because of dementia can't speak for themselves now. And I make no apologies and I won't for doing what I can, when I can. By dying, my dad's brain is now speaking for the living. And I will always, regardless of what Gordon Taylor said, I will always, always speak for him. Time to tune in now to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, with me, Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy, Monday to Thursday on TalkSport. We, of course, were looking back at a busy night in the Champions League that saw Man City in action and, of course, Liverpool just about scraped through. Lovely ball into Jota, inside the penalty, shrugging off the defender, shipping it past the goalkeeper and scoring once again. And Diogo Jota cannot stop putting the ball in the net. Well, I've got to say, his movement was outstanding there. He's run across the line and darted into the inside right position. Classical finish and he's becoming, I wouldn't say the find of the season, certainly the signing of the season at these early stages. Diogo Jota today was absolutely stunning. Stunning. Just when you think that, that that front three, how do you improve that front three? Well, he had said to Liverpool fans this time last year, you can improve it. Not too many would have believed I it. I agree. I've seen a lot of Jota, right? A lot. We all have. I'm not so sure that we thought that he could force his way to start in this side, the best right. Liverpool team. Yeah. But on that, he has to start on Sunday. That is stunning. I've never seen Firmino play that well. For a lot of people in the world, if they ask, if you would ask him what makes Liverpool and someday special, I would say the way Bobby Firmino is playing because he's on a good day not to defend. For us, it's important that we have more than 11. And tonight, Yogo used his shape in an incredible way and played a super, super game. But that says nothing about Bobby and has absolutely nothing to do with me causing headaches. I'm more than happy that the boys play like that. Well, that the boys played like they played tonight. Manchester City three, Olympiacos nil. Well, it makes it sound like it's been a comfortable routine night at the office for City, but it hasn't. But Cancelo on as a substitute has curled one in. An excellent strike added to Torres and Jesus. I just wonder where the game's moved on, and Pep still plays that that ticky tacker style of football. Now I remember when they played that at Barcelona. They played it slow, slow, quick, quick. That was how they did. They slowed the game and they went bang, bang. This City side, they are so slow on the ball. They are ponderous. You know, the scoreline flatters City tonight. They were in this Olympiacos. They had chances. Dull, slow. I mean, yawn. it's a yawn fest. Now the Manchester United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and captain Harry Maguire have been speaking to the press ahead of tonight's Champions League game against Istanbul Bazik Shahir, which is live on TalkSport 2, don't you know, at 5.55. You'll also hear from Ali McCoy. But first, here's Ollie and Harry who responded to club legend Roy Keane and his recent scathing comments whilst he was a pundit on Sky Sports. There you go. That's lazy production values. I've used the word scathing twice in two separate links. Anyone else would be scared. No. Yeah, play the tape. I don't see any leaders out there right through the whole team from the experienced players. Well, I can say I haven't, I haven't seen his comments, but we, we don't look on what's happening, especially after a negative result. We don't bring the negativity into into the plays. We, we stay positive and I can for sure say that there's a lot of leaders in this squad. I'm the captain and I've got a lot of leadership around me as well, staff and players. So, no, for sure there's a lot of leaders in this squad. Look at Ali in management. You have to trust your players. Your job depends on these guys out on the pitch. You have to trust them lads out there. God help us. Well, Roy has always been outspoken, and I'm uh, I'm uh, very glad I've got the players that we have here uh, with us. We're uh, and uh, that's we got different jobs, and uh, 
uh, Roy's job is to uh, to give his opinion, and uh, I always always listen to Roy. But we uh, we move on here with uh, with a great group of players, strong group of players. And I'm sure we'll see uh, a response. Arsenal have a penalty and it's Pogba who has given it away for just a little nick on Bayerina who went down. It's at the scoreboard end of the ground. Every player uh, is frustrated himself and disappointed after the defeat. And uh, we need consistency from uh, every one of our players and that's what we want. And... uh, Paul's been going through a difficult period with a, with an injury last season and the COVID now is working up to, to fitness. So I think we've seen plenty of positives lately. So hopefully that can continue. He either plays him or he sells him. That's just, mm. I think it's as simple as that because he's, he's not the kind of player A that you would have round about the place if he's not playing, I don't think, because um, he wouldn't want to be there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So that's just one one of the big decisions that Ollie, Ollie has to make because if, if he plays Pogba, he's got to play him and let him go on, like, give him a run seven, eight, nine, ten games and get on with it and pl- find a formation that suits Manchester United, suits Pogba and suits them moving forward. If he doesn't, I think he's got to sell him in the window. Now, you might remember these comments from Tony Bellew on Deontay Wilder in yesterday's podcast after the former heavyweight world champion made some very bizarre remarks about Tyson Fury. It's nuts. You know, it's absolutely insane. He's a, he's a really good, strong fighter, Deontay Wilder. He doesn't need to go down this path. It's just, it's absolutely ludicrous. It's ridiculous. And he looks like he's lost the plot. Well, this was matchroom promoter Eddie Hearn's thoughts on the bronze bomber. I listened to an interview with him last night and he's like, the truth will come out, this is going to call and I've got the evidence. And I was thinking, I actually think you've lost the plot. Mm, you know, yeah. I actually think you, you might be unwell, you know, yeah. or, or, or I don't know. It, it, it's, it's that much delusion of the situation. You know, you see great champions. You know, it's only like AJ when he lost to Andy Ruiz. You know, every day, took it on the chin, he shook yeah. the guy's hand in the ring after. He actually yeah. got criticised for doing that. Oh, he didn't look as bothered. No, he just took it on the chin. But every day after that, he it was in his head. He was working towards getting his titles back. Dillian White, you know, got knocked out by Povetkin. Got up, shook his hand, congratulations, walked out of the ring, get me the rematch. And after it was confirmed that grassroots football will be put on hold during the November lockdown, former chair of the DCMS, Damien Collins, said he believed it should have continued. But would you believe it? Old Simon Yawning, sorry, Jordan, disagreed with him. Certainly outdoor grassroots sports. We know that the infection of the virus spreads much less effectively outdoors. We know that a sports like football, that the amount of time two players spend in close proximity to each other is very low. I think we've seen a very successful reintroduction of grassroots sports since the summer, uh, where you know, coaches and families and players are observing sort of COVID-secure practices like turning up ready in their kit and not using lock- uh, changing rooms and and taking sensible precautions. And I think this should continue. And I think it's better for the so the, the mental health and the physical health, particularly of young people, to be allowed to continue in outdoor sports. And uh, I, think, I think it's wrong of the government now to rule that out. And uh, I would urge them to, to think again. If you make a case for one set of scenarios, you'll be making a case for another set of scenarios, and you'll be making a rod for your back and opening a Pandora's box. And we either lock down reluctantly and in very difficult times for 28 days, or we don't. And my challenge is I absolutely want to be with Damien. I am with Damien in spirit. The challenge is it then sends out mixed messages and it sends out 
a directive to certain people's thinking because we're trying to streamline the thinking. Whether it's right or wrong, that's what we're trying to do. So that's why I'm challenged. And I'm not trying to sit on a fence and, and be clever. I just see both sides of the argument. Time now for a bit of Hogsby and Jacobs. H&J doing what they do best when they do clips of the month, which is brilliant, to be fair. We kick off then with Mr Brazil on breakfast with quite possibly the ultimate good recovery. 6.30, we'll talk about that. OK, coming up in the sports broadcaster, Bianca Wink, Westwood will join us. <laughs> so close, out. It was, really. So close. Sam Matterface now with news of a surprise inclusion in the Chelsea midfield. Havertz looked to be fouled on the halfway line as Chelsea brought it clear. And now Callum Hudson-Odoi and Abraham link in midfield before getting it back to Zuma. Hope he doesn't go to the theatre tonight. Yeah, not playing in that stovepipe hat. The uh, and very, of course, very, uh, very topical that one today. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, this is a guest on our show, John Bullock of Falmouth Rugby Club, telling us about one of their legendary players, Dick Jacket. Fantastic. What we're going to do is have a, a replica shirt made up, you know, and uh, we've got some historic pictures of dick yeah we did point out uh, don't send us any john don't send us any uh, of those pictures of dick because people could get the wrong idea certainly on social media couldn't they, they could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. here's lisa o'sullivan being very insulting to adrian durham okay let's uh, catch up with the french open tennis with lisa o'sullivan cheeky little drop shot he's been called worse hasn't he? <laughs> yes. let's be honest <laughs> now this is mark saggers with one of these uh, epic pre-match uh, intros brought to you in association with a letter H. As we focus, though, on the Hammers, who hammered the opposition last week, what's going to happen against Leicester City? It's live. What's the time? Who knows? Half past seven. (laughs) You're right, Mark. And finally, Andy. Yes, it's back to Big Allen, looking ahead to a big UFC event. The main event is the hotly anticipated lightweight world title clash between... It's old Khabib against uh, Gomadov um, and just... What's it? Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Gaethje or something. Listen, Khabib.com. Dot com. Yeah, Khabib's fighting himself. Dot com. Yeah, he did give up. Yeah, that's nearly it for me. Let me just tell you about some line footy coming your way. Some people hate the word footy. I love the word footy. Embrace it. Footy is coming at you like Cleopatra. Was that the words? No, it wasn't. But it doesn't matter. They're mine. Anyway, tonight at 5.55 on TalkSport 2, you can hear live commentary of United away in the Champions League against Istanbul Basiccia here. Commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Alvin Martin. Then at 7 o'clock, it's kickoff. That's the name of the show, not actually a kickoff. With Hugh Wozenkoft for a Champions League and EFL special. Actually, probably just a Champions League special, the EFL stuff. They'll just chuck in for good measure. That's on TalkSport. And if you want to hear live commentary of Derby against QPI in the Championship, you can from 7.45 tonight on TalkSport 2. That's exclusive. Commentary for me and Danta and David Connolly. That's it for another podcasting thing. I'm back tonight from 10pm for Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. Taking your calls after, of course, Chelsea get beaten in the Champions League and Manchester United get another three points. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.